0: This is Jay Dobbins, your host of the Marvel DC Universe Fan Club, and we are now at episode 35, and I'll be reviewing two movies, one, Guardians of the Galaxy, and of course, Slight. So, I'll be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy first. Uh, Spoiler alert, if you have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy or Slight, please uh, do not listen to this podcast. Just know, you guys have been warned. So, spoiler alert. But, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, I did see Guardians of the Galaxy the other night. And I also saw Slight the other night. But, uh, um, as far as Guardians of the Galaxy goes, I thought that it was good. I mean, I wouldn't say very good, but it was good enough to buy on iTunes when it comes out. So, it was also funny. You know, there was a lot of humor, you know. And um of course, you know, the Stan Lee cameo is very funny too, so and um but yeah. At the beginning, you know, starts off as Rocket, you know, and uh Star Lord, Gamora, Little Baby Group and Drax. They were all hired by can't remember what those gold people are called, but um oh, to protect the whatever station that was that had the batteries. Because, uh... That monster, Squid Deal, fed off off batteries. So... While, you know... While the rest of the Guardians are fighting this monster... Groot is pretty much just dancing around. So... Yeah. That was funny, you know. While, you know, while they were fighting... While they were fighting the monster, you know, we were all focused on Groot. So... Um... And, um, the, there was a flashback, or there was a picture, I'm sorry, not picture, but it was a flashback of, um, the year 1980, and it was taking place in Missouri, so Star-Lord, Star-Lord's mother was living in Missouri, and that's when he, and that's where she met Kurt Russell, who was, um, I guess the younger version of himself, but it was all done in CGI. But you could still tell it was him. So it was taking place, you know, in Missouri. And the reason why it was taking place in Missouri is because uh, Sean, um, what's that his name? James Gunn, sorry, James Gunn, who who written and directed the film. I'm guessing him and his brother Sean Gunn, who played uh, Craglin, one of uh, Yondu's men, in the film. I mean, so I remember when I met Sean Gunn at Planet Comic Con last year, or no, no, it was sorry, it was 2015, two years ago, when I met him two years ago. You know, he was of course I found out he was from St. Louis, Missouri. So, yeah, him and his brother are from St. Louis, which was why the, uh, scene where, um, Star-Lord's mother was, uh, driving off with Kurt Russell, who played Star-Lord's father, Egon, so, uh, yeah, it was, you know, that's the reason why I was shot in Missouri, so in case y'all are wondering, you know, you know James Gunn and his brother. Who I mean, James Gunn, who direct, who written, who wrote and directed the film, is from Missouri, and his brother, uh, Sean Gunn, who played Craglin, Yondu's men, was on um, on. You know, is from St. Louis as well. So that's why. And of course, you know, you find out that uh. You know when they oh sorry back to the monster deal, uh, when they defeat the monster. You know they were rewarded something which was uh, nebula, so Nebula was captured by the gold people can't remember I can't remember what you call those beings, but yeah, she was captured by them, and then they released her and uh you know just gave them to the guardians for her for them to handle, so they were going to take her to Nova Prime or Novacore, where do you call it. And I guess she was going to be arrested and tried or whatever. So then, Rocket steals the batteries, which was a no-no. So the gold people find out, and the queen of the gold people, Aisha, sends some spaceships after them, which they weren't in. They were controlling them in their little station or planet, pretty much. So, while that's going on, you know, you have... You know they're blowing up all the ships and stuff like that, and then more show up, and then Kurt Russell saves it, saves them, and just you know blows up all the ships at once. So, so they let then and then they find somewhere to land, and then you know that's when Kurt Russell finally meets Star uh, Egon or Ego, sorry Ego, finally meets Star Lord and says, "Oh, I'm your father." So he's like, "What?" So then, uh, you find out later on that Ego is, he's Terran, but, yeah, he's full-blood Terran, but Star-Lord is half-human, half-Terran, so. And then, of course, Mantis, who reads Emotions, you know, she was, and that's when she's, intro, she was introduced into that. And now, I believe that she's going to be in the Infinity War movie, pretty much. Um, so, uh, Yes, yeah, St- 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 Sylvester Stallone made an appearance in the film. So, uh, yeah, just a little, you know, a little small part. You know, she was, you know, he was one of the Ravengers, pretty much. So, you have, you have that. And then, uh, oh, I'll try and make this as short as possible. Um you know, one of Yandu's men turns on him, he becomes a, uh, one of the, was it taser face, or laser face, becomes a leader, kills out most of Yondu's men, uh, Yondu's men, the ones who were loyal towards him, so, and then um, the only person that was left alive was really Kraglin, so Craglin was like, you know, telling Yandu, oh yeah, you know, they killed all my friends, stuff like that, <clears throat> so, yeah. And then, um, you know, Nebula, you know, she did her thing, you know. She figured she helped the Ravagers, you know, shoot, get her a little ship or whatever they go, just to find, um, Gamora. So, so yeah, they were like, a Rocket, he was pretty funny, but yeah, he was, uh, him and Yondu were captured, and then, um, you know, Craglin, uh, Sh- played by Sh- uh, Sean Gunn, gave him back his fin, and his fin, and that fin he had, he had one fin he had, he, that was used to control that little arrow that he, you know, uses when he whistles. So, that's also his power, or whatever. Um, also, you know, you find out later on that Kurt Russell is not who he says he is, so it turns out he had a lot of children, killed them all because they didn't have that power that he needed to, um, for immortality or, not immortality, but to control all the planets or whatever, or destroy all the planets, and then, uh, so yeah, you find, you know, it turns out that Kurt Russell, you know, who plays Ego uh just just want to let you guys know that in comic books ego is a planet so that belonged uh, I think that was for Silver Surfer or whatever and because Marvel Studios used their used their Quicksilver for the Avengers movie and then you had Fox use Negasonic Teenage Girl or whatever for their movie they decided you know, well, no, when they use they use Negasonic Teenage Girl for the Deadpool movie, which was owned by Fox, you know, Marvel Studios was like, okay, since you took our Negasonic Teenage Girl, we're going to, you know, you can give us something. So they decided to use Ego, which is a planet pretty much in the comic books, but, you know, uh, but in, in the movie, you know, Kurt Russell, or Ego, sorry, Ego, was a... Um, Terran, a little being, you know, I guess energy, I guess, and the planet was his source. So if the planet dies, he dies. But luckily for Star-Lord, you know, he was half human, half Terran, so... Which explains why he was able to hold on to that purple infinity stone in the first one. But, um... So, yeah, it turns out Ego was the main antagonist. And... When they were, when, oh, when, um, when Kraglin, Yondu, and Rocket, and Groot were able, or were trying to get to that, head to that planet, they had a time warp to 700 planets or whatever. And then one of the planets they warped through was a planet that Stan Lee was on. So he did a little cameo. And, um, he was talking, in his cameo, he was talking to the, I guess, Beams, actually, they look like, one of them Look like the Watcher. Actually, as a matter of fact, all of them look like the Watcher, so I guess they use that too, but, so I hope Fox doesn't chew them up for that, because the Watcher is a character in the Silver Surfer comic books, so, yeah, I don't know what, Fox is giving them rights to nowadays, but hopefully they don't take Fantastic Four and X-Men away from Fox, so, yeah, and then, um, so you have that, but yeah, Ego was the main antagonist, they get into a fight, and then Groot, you know, he took the bomb, and then he realizes that he was, because he was like, oh, I am Groot, I am Groot, and then, you know, uh, Rocket told him not to press that button, so he ended up not pressing that button, and he told him to press the button that gives you five minutes, not the button that blows up the bomb immediately. So, and it turns out the brain was in the core, was the core of that planet. So I'm guessing that was that was ego source. So, group pressed the button that set it off for five minutes. I mean that sets you know t- set it for five minutes, and then boom, destroys the planet, which destroys ego. And uh everybody everybody went on the ship except for Star Lord and Yandu, and they were kind of left behind, but then Yandu was able to save the day by using the rocket and a shield thing that allowed him to breathe in space so um uh, got uh Star Lord out, so saved him, but then he sacrificed himself. By giving the force field thing, when they were, in, they were in space, giving the force field thing to Star-Lord. So therefore, Yondu froze in space, and now he's dead. So, rest in peace, Yondu. I was pretty upset that Yondu died. But, uh... Yeah... I was hoping he would be in the Avengers Infinity War, but now that he's dead, I guess not, so... But uh, hopefully, Craglin, played by Sean Gunn, will, you know, be uh, in the Infinity War movie since he's the only Ravenger in um, Yondu's group that's left a lot that's left alive, pretty much. But uh, yeah, they had a little proper funeral for um, uh, Yondu, so I was pretty, yeah, uh, you know, I was, so I was pretty happy about that. So. You know, Star Lord called all the Ravengers. Let let them know this is you know what Yondu did. So, you know Yandu's memory has was honored pretty much by Sylvester Stallone and other Ravengers. So they all came together as one now, instead of separate. So, but yeah, that was uh I mean it was good. You know, Yandu sacrificed himself. You know he finally did something good. And now he's you know, now he's honored, and he'll forever be remembered as a hero. So, uh, oh, and um, just want to let you know that there they were there were more than two credits after credits in the film. I think there were at least three or four, but they say it was supposed to be five. Uh, one of them was when Stan Lee was talking to the Watchers, multiple three different Watchers or whatever. And they were leaving, so he's like, hey, I need a ride, you know. I got more stories to tell, or whatever. So he's like, oh, geez. So I don't know if he gets off that planet or not, but it looked like he was stuck there. And then there was another one where Craglin uh, was using uh, Yondu's fin to control the – he was whistling for that uh, thing, the arrow that, be- that belonged to Yondu. And he accidentally impaled Drax. Stuck him, pretty much. So, you know, then he, you know... Drags is screaming, and then... Kraglin runs, you know, runs, pretty much. Uh, Oh, then Groot... Another after credit scene was when Groot grows, finally. He's playing video games, and Star-Lord's telling him to clean up his room. Because he's tripping on twigs and stuff like that. Uh, And I'm guessing, you know, he... Now understands what Groot's saying. Now, pretty much. Uh, let's see. There was another interesting credit where, oh, the Gold Queen Aisha is frustrated that she didn't, that she couldn't destroy the Guardians, and there was something that was in a chamber or tube or pod or whatever, and she she was talking about her latest creation, Adam. So now I'm guessing that's going to be Adam Warlock. Just a guess. And she said Adam. I mean, I can't think of any other Adams except for Warlock. So I'm guessing he's going to be the one that has the orange Infinity Stone. So, um, well, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm guessing Adam Warlock will make an appearance in the Infinity War movie, part one. Um, So, yeah, that concludes this topic. Guardians of the Galaxy is now playing in theaters and of course in the IMAX. So, I'm and I'm going to briefly talk about Oh, sorry, that concludes this topic. I'm going to briefly talk about Slight. So, Slight I'm I'm going to be brief about it because it was pretty much 90 minutes. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Slight, do not listen to this podcast. You've been warned. So, Slight was very decent. I'll give it a 89%. It was very draggy, but, you know, you kind of wonder, like, you know, he's supposed to be a magician, so you kind of wonder, like, how the heck is he doing that? You know, he was able to move things, and it, but it turns out it was his right hand was electromagnetic or whatever. He put something in his arm and charged it up like a battery, so, but yeah, you know, it's about a magician um, played by Jacob Lattimore. Uh, he's a newcomer. Uh, the movie was made by WWE Studios. Um, but yeah, it was about a you know a young magician who was um, you know who was pretty much taking care of his little sister. So you know he was he was also a drug dealer and he was also a magician. So he pretty much was doing that to make money, and he was trying to get out, pretty much. Um, he also, uh, he pr- pretty much played as uh, the guy who was um, his boss or whoever was doing the, you know, who was he was working for, screwed him over, and he had to give up at least $45,000. So he, so at least in two, like, for like a whole week, he was... You know, trying to raise the money, so he was doing that by you doing magic tricks, selling the dope, and um, uh, all that jazz. So um, he finally got some of that money, but then he didn't get the money at, at midnight, like on a Monday at midnight, like as promised. So his him and his so the drug dealer and his boys were looking for him. And it turns out he wasn't there because he was next door with his neighbor with his sister, so he told him, you know he hit him up on his phone saying, where, where are you?" and he's like, "Oh, I need more time you know he's like well that well now you're gonna now you're gonna owe me another five thousand and then he takes off but then the next day, the guy tries to pick his sister up the magician got tried to pick his sister up from work, and then it turns out she was kidnapped so then she He goes to his mentors, and he reveals his little power that he has, magic or whatever. And then, you know, he charges his arm up like a battery. So he comes into the drug dealer's house and picks a fight with uh, his boys. And then, his you know, the drug dealer comes down, and then he shoots him, and he stops three bu- He, sh- you know, fired three shots and didn't hit him. So he used that bullet, you know, he used that to stop the bullets. The little magnetic thing he was, electromagnetic field that he was doing with his arm. I mean, it's very hard to explain how he did it, but if you watch the movie, you'll see what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, so he took one bullet and then controlled that and then put it to his face. And he was kind of digging it through his skin in it, on his forehead. And he was asking where his sister was. So he wouldn't tell him, and he kept trying to go deeper. And then he eventually just told him, okay, you know, his sister's at his auntie's house. You know, I mean, the drug dealer said that the guy's sister was at, you know, the guy's auntie's house. So he stopped, didn't kill him, gave him back his, gave him fifteen thousand dollars, which he pretty much owed him anyway, and then just left. So he's like, okay, fine, just get out of here. So. He, you know, him and his, uh, him and his girlfriend picked up his sister and they moved to San Diego. So then, later on, you know, in the middle of the night, his girlfriend's sleeping. She gets up, goes into the other room and she sees this ho- a whole bunch of light in that room. So we couldn't see what this guy was actually doing. You know, people were talking about that being a superhero movie, but honestly, I don't think that was a superhero movie. It's kind of, I mean. He must have been doing something, so we'll, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. I don't think they should do a sequel. I think the first one, I think this one's good enough as it is, so hopefully, I think they should just leave it alone, but, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, so Guardians of the Galaxy gets a, I say 95%, and then um, Slight gets a 89%, so, but, yep, we're done for today. Feel free to visit us and like us on Facebook. We're available on iTunes and the Google Play Music app.